Hello, Mothlings. I just wanted to pop in here with a quick trigger warning for today's episode. There are some mentions of assault in one of the stories that we talk about, so listen with caution. Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You're listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Olive, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the moth ma'am, Molly Von Mothra. Hi, guys. Today, I know technically I had said, or we had said on our last episode, that we were going to be doing another like final installment of Appalachian Hauntings. But I was incorrect about that. Um, I hadn't realized that this episode was going to be coming out at the beginning of June. And, you know, we were wanting to get back on our regular weekly recording sessions at the beginning of June. So that is why, which I I will also have made a post about this on our social media accounts too. But just in case you're a listener who is confused that, you know, maybe doesn't follow us on social media. I just wanted to make you all aware of that that we are not doing another haunted Appalachia at least for a little bit I'm sure at some point we'll do more of those but for now we are getting back into our uh, regularly scheduled kind of thing technically also though this week would have been like a a folklore kind of episode but we do have an extra Friday in the month of June so like this is kind of a bonus episode that we're giving you at the beginning of the month. (laughs) Yeah. So surprise. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll still be doing our, uh, our folklore episode that will be next week. And, you know, you'll get your cryptid episode and your haunted news and, or paranormal news, or whatever you want to call it. Haunted um, news. <laughs> haunted news. The scariest news there is. <laughs> news that comes with a curse. All news is kind of scary, to be fair. That's true. It can quite literally ruin my day. But yeah, anyway, we'll have, we'll, we'll, we're back to doing weekly episodes. We'll have all of our regularly programmed scheduled whatever episodes they they're all they're going to be there so don't worry we just are a little out of order right now because we're trying to get back into the swing of things i guess is all <laughs> there's a lot happening right now so just bear with us a little bit on it yeah my brain's broken mm-hmm. um so before we get into the content of today's episode i also wanted to mention that it is national camping month you know and that makes sense for the month of june because we're going into the summertime the warm weather i haven't personally been on a camping trip except for once in my life it's such a bad time that i repressed most of it because i was trying to remember some stuff about it to tell my partner the other day and um, it just really was not there so you know whatever i don't have a lot of experience with it it's something i am very interested in because i like nature and stuff a whole lot but this is the month to go camping if you're into that sort of thing and also you know 
being outdoors, being in the woods and things, you're very likely to have paranormal experiences if you're open to that sort of thing. So if you've ever been on a camping trip where you've seen a cryptid, um, a, a UFO, a ghost, we'd love to hear those stories from you as well. Always. That's yes. like the best time to see things like that, I feel like, is when you're like alone out in the middle of the wilderness yeah exactly like you're much more likely when you have no distractions around you and things like that it's it's a lot more likely i believe that uh you'll you'd be open to the to the paranormal um or at the very like at the very least even if you're not necessarily open to it it might be more likely to happen to you just because like (laughs) You're not distracted by the the things in modern life. I could definitely see Bigfoot crossing my my path while I'm out like hiking or something. And then the, there's quite a few holidays that happen in June that are paranormal related. I'm not going to just sit here and list them all off because that's kind of pointless, I feel, especially if they're things that need a little bit more explanation. So if that is something you're interested in, please do make sure you're following us on social media because I will be making posts about that stuff when it comes up just because that's a little bit easier whenever it's like a bigger day we definitely do talk about it on here and we cover it a little bit more in depth you know i'm not just gonna prattle off a a list of holidays and be like oh here's this cool thing and this cool thing and this cool thing because i know you're not gonna remember that so um on today's episode we are going to be talking about haunted castles i feel like probably every castle is haunted because most castles have been around for like hundreds or thousands of years so you know like some some stuff has went down in them for sure yeah like i feel like just even like you know like when you when you see a castle and are anywhere i don't know not even near them like really just looking at i'm like you can feel some sort of energy you know like they they are definitely like harbingers i feel like for spirits and stuff like that they're just really eerie like they're just kind of spooky looking in general like yeah and i think that it has a lot to do with where they are very old typically like you were saying like you know it's old pieces of architecture um it's outdated architecture like you don't really even if somebody is a, a, a really wealthy person at this point in time they don't usually build a castle <laughs> i guess a mansion is more like a modern day castle so um, they're, they're definitely kind of a, a picture of a bygone era and you can kind of imagine just the awful things that happen within the walls of a castle, like the, the dungeons and the, the beheadings and, you know, vengeful royalty and just madness, really. <laughs> and I wonder sometimes, too, if uh, Dracula has anything to do with feeling like castles are haunted because... I was exposed to Dracula very early as a as a kid, so I, I don't know if that has tainted my view of castles a little bit, because, you know, he, he is portrayed as, as being a wealthy, like, aristocrat who lives in a castle, so I don't know if that has something to do with it, too, but they are, they are very creepy to me. I feel like just, I don't know, like, I can't think of a single depiction of, like, a castle where there's not, like, bad things happening in it like it's mostly like you said like royal people locking peasants in dungeons and stuff yeah have you ever been in a castle i have not so 
I have never been in a really old castle. I've been in the Kentucky Castle, um, and that one is actually uh, fairly new. It was built in the 1960s and 70s, but when you're looking at it and stuff, it's not, it, it doesn't have the same kind of architecture, and it doesn't have the same kind of feelings to it as, like, a really old one does, you know. The the story with with this castle, it is cursed, I think. It sounds like it's cursed, but the guide, the tour that I went on of it, like, the guide didn't really talk to us any about paranormal happenings because that wasn't the type of tour that it was. It was supposed to be, like, a historical tour or whatever, so they didn't really get into that stuff, but with what was being explained about it, because they were saying how um, the the guy that had the castle built, it took him so long to build it because he kept running out of money, and then he got a divorce while it was being built, and then he actually died before it was finished, and, you know, just things like that. I feel like it has to be haunted. They just all are. Like, they have to be, you know? I don't think that there's a castle that exists that's not haunted in some way. There's too much room inside them for there not to be ghosts. Somebody has to live in all those bedrooms. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's the, the the first castle that you did your research on? Okay, uh, so the first one that I found is... And guys, just bear with me. You know that I can't read or pronounce things. This one's in Japan, so there's going to be a lot of things I am definitely mispronouncing pronunciating but but i'm just like forewarning everybody now like don't come at me like that's not how you say that i know it isn't i'm aware we are not trained in japanese language no i'm just gonna say it how it's spelled i know that that's probably not how it's supposed to be said but it's how i'm gonna say it because i'm not gonna google every single word so anyway my first castle is the Himeji Castle in Japan and it's actually the largest castle in Japan and it's said to be one of the most beautiful because of the architect's texture texture (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say like the English words architecture the texture of that castle is beautiful (laughs) I love the texture (laughs) (laughs) it feels nice but this castle is known in Japan as Hakurojo or Shirasagi Joe, which means the white heron castle because of its white color and architecture that's meant to look like a bird taking flight. So we'll probably um, post a picture of this castle on Instagram because it is really beautiful. And honestly, if you didn't know that it was haunted, you probably wouldn't know because like during the day and stuff, it's like just gorgeous inside now and like it's been renovated a bunch it's actually a pretty prime spot for people to go to see the cherry blossoms whenever they bloom so i mean it's gorgeous and you don't like if you're there in the middle of the on a sunny day like you're not going to think about it being haunted yeah that sounds like (laughs) ideal so it was originally built as a fort in 1333 on top of the hill by Akamatsu Norimura. A more grand version of the castle was created later by Toyota Hideyoshi in uh, 1581. And it's went through a bunch of different renovations over the years and now has a total of 83 rooms. Wow. 
and it's pretty solid because it stood almost completely intact through uh, things like the bombing of Himeji during World War II and the Great Hanshin Earthquake in 1995. So it's like really solid. Like it's been through it. Aside from that and it being beautiful, it's also known as being one of the most haunted places in Japan. And there's been ghost stories told about the castle ever since it's been built, mostly during the summer, during the Japanese holiday Oban, which is where they celebrate the spirits of the dead. So one of the most famous stories associated with this castle is that of the White Lady, who appears on a moonlit night wearing a white kimono as if she were a bride. This story is linked to one of the most famous ghost stories in Japan called Banshu Sariyashiki, which is about a servant girl named Okiku. After I tell you this, you may recognize it because it is, there's some a really famous movie in America that is loosely based on this story. Oh, really? But we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, We'll see if you can figure it out before I get to the end. (laughs) So Okiku was a servant girl that was falsely accused of losing one of the 10 valuable plates of her lord's family. The samurai master she worked for was angry at her for rejecting him. And so he hid the plate away to trick her into becoming his lover. She refused again, even though he said that he would overlook her uh, mistake of losing his valuable plate, the one that, you know, he hid. Yeah. So enraged, he threw her down a well where she died, and it said that she became a vengeful spirit, and her ghost tormented her murderer every night, rising from the well and coming to him, causing him to go insane. And every night, she came to count the plates, always only reaching nine, and making a terrible shriek when she couldn't find the tenth plate. Her well can be found on the Humeji Castle grounds. Now, there is, um, like, according to the folklore, there's been other places associated with this story, but... The only well in Japan known as Okiku's well is the one that is on these grounds. So this is the one that it's most likely where the original story came from. Now, can you guess what movie is based on that? That's The Ring, right? 100%. That is The Ring. (laughs) So um, there was like an original in Japan called uh, Ringu, which I, I haven't seen that one, but I heard that it's actually a lot scarier. Yeah than the americanized one but the american one scared me enough so (laughs) so that's uh the the lead singer of the renfields that's like his favorite movie and uh, at one point i was supposed to watch them like all of them and i was supposed to do like a movie review with him but i never did it because i've never seen those movies (laughs) really wow well you should watch them because they are terrifying like they're like nightmare fuel terrifying Oh, God. I never, I don't know what it was. I just didn't really think they would be scary. But I do remember at the end of the, like, the first decade of the 2000s. So, in 2010, Chiller did, like, the top, I think it was the top 13 horror movies of the decade. And The Ring got number one, like, most scary movie of the decade. Wow. That's really impressive. Yeah, but I've still never seen it. (laughs) It's a very good movie, and it's a very um, 
I'll say too, it's got a really interesting like plot. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I think it's great. Now, you know, I'm not going to compare it to um, Darkness Falls. I don't think it's like that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I haven't seen it since I was, like, a kid. So maybe it's like I have a really good memory of it being terrifying and it's not actually. But I'm pretty sure it actually is. I mean, you're not the only person who has said that to me, that it was scary, you know. So, um, and also, like, it knowing that it won that, that award from Chiller is kind of like, it must be scary. <laughs> uh, but she's not the only spirit that's said to roam the castle. Uh, there's also another spirit named Osaka Bahimi. And according to this legend, uh, Osaka Bahimi lives in the castle, in the castle's tower, and only shows up once a year to the lord of the castle to tell him about the castle's fate. And she's said to hate people and hides away in the castle's corners and is thought to be an old kitsune, which for anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, it's like a fox demon with the ability to shapeshift. And if there's anybody who, like, is an anime nerd, if you've watched Inuyasha, Shippo from Inuyasha is a kitsune. Like, not to... (laughs) Not to stray too hard, but, like, that was my immediate thought. I was like, oh, a little shippo, but I'm sure it's not that cute. But in earlier legends, she didn't have an assigned gender and was just known as the castle monster. But today, she's considered to be a woman in her... About in her 30s, and she's wearing a ceremonial 12-layered kimono. Um, It's said that she can reach human minds and control animals. That's cool. As far as other spooky stuff with the castle, um, all throughout the castle, it's said that you just hear scary noises, uh, such as groans and murmurs and people whispering. Uh, There's mysterious figures that often appear in photos taken inside of the castle, and there's a lot of different spots in the castle where there's, like, huge drops in temperature. It's always a a sign of the, the ghosties. Yeah, so I would say that um that one's that one's pretty haunted. Yeah. I never I don't know. I didn't even think about there being castles in Japan, but I guess that makes sense cuz that's well, an like old... feudal era Japan. Right, yeah, like it's an old country and I think just about any old country has some castles. Well, the thing about it is and what makes you forget, I think is because they are built so much differently than castles all over the rest of the world because I didn't think about it either until I saw that picture and I was like oh yeah because you think about like the castles that are in Mulan yeah like it's full of castles but they're just very different from like Irish castles or American castles or whatever yeah it's not gothic architecture yes they don't look like Game of Thrones castles right I think for all of our castles we are definitely in the uh on the other side of the world from us like none of these are on the north or south american continents i don't think (laughs) no none of the ones that i picked are yeah which i don't know that you would really find uh castles in north america but i know that there are some in like south america in places like brazil and mexico and stuff but um i guess you could call some of those castles I, i don't know but anyway I I think both of mine are over in like uh, in Europe. So this first one that I want to talk about has got the funniest name and I find it very interesting. Like I could see, see it getting its name from like 
the stuff that goes on there, but the fact that this has just been this castle's name forever is really funny to me. But it is the Chillingham Castle. And uh, I'm just like, I feel like that's just a ghost name. Like, you name a place that and you definitely are going to have some hauntings. Like, Lord You guys were asking for it. Exactly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> a ghost hears that name and they're like yeah that's a place i can go <laughs> <laughs> so this uh this castle is in england i don't have the exact name for the um like the place that it's at it just says it's in england i i would imagine if you were really wanting to go there or something you could probably easily find it it was built in the 12th century and became like part of the royal inheritance or whatever you want to call it in 1344 and this castle it withstood a lot of battles and things during England's wars with France in particular they also like allowed people from the uh from the Scottish countryside and stuff to to stay there whenever they needed to during times of war and things like that as well and it it's went through several like royal families throughout time of course because being built as early as it was you know um different things happened throughout England's history and you had different rebellions and stuff like that that took place so it's not always been owned by the same family Right now, it's not a royal castle. Like, it's a place you can actually go there and spend the night there. They have all these gardens and things like that there that you can go and see. It's really, really pretty. And it's it's kind of, it's not like, a lot of times when I think about castles, I always think about the, the ones with the, um, I don't know what they're called, but the, the round things, you know, that are on the sides with the pointy roof things on them. Uh, like a yeah. Tower. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It took me a minute. It was like yeah. one minute. <laughs> this doesn't have that. This is just like a square all the way around. It doesn't have like the circular kind of things on it. The columns on the sides are are square. Um and honestly I feel like when you're looking at photos of it from especially like during times of its disuse, it looks like a prison more than it looks like um, a, a home or even a castle. But that definitely does make sense because they kept a lot of prisoners and stuff there. There was a lot of wars that took place and there were armies that stayed there and army generals and things that lived in the house um, or the castle. I mean, there there definitely was a lot of torturing and a lot of uh, things like that that went on. With all of this, like, kind of stuff happening with the, the, the torture, the wars, the prisoners, there are several ghosts that wander around in this castle. And they've been seen for, like, years and years and years. So they're from different periods of time. They call the, the famous one, the, the most famous one, the Radiant Boy. And he is a child. He's most often seen in the, the room of the castle that's called the Pink Room. You can hear him, like, crying. Usually around midnight is when you'll hear this ghost. In the past, people would always hear the cries coming from a spot where there's, like, a passage that cuts through a 10-foot-thick wall into an adjoining tower. And then as you would, like, approach the cries, they would kind of fade away and a bright halo of light would appear. And then the figure of a young boy dressed in blue would approach whoever was actually like sleeping in the nearest room oh wow 
And at some point in time, they found the bones of a child that was surrounded by fragments of blue cloth inside of that wall. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's spooky. That gave me chills. Yeah, so definitely that was, you know, somebody who who died there. That one Uh, definitely sounds legitimate to me. Yes. And then there's also the spirit of Lady Berkeley, who was wife of Lord Grey. And her husband ran off with her sister, Lady Henrietta. So uh, Lady Berkeley was abandoned at the castle with only her her baby daughter for company she was i guess supposed to be like a really sad spirit after that point which i guess that makes sense because your husband left with like left you for your sister so you your family was broke up in multiple ways and people would hear like the rustle of her dress like her footsteps and then also they would feel like a cold chill from her and some people even saw her when they would like either asleep and wake up and they would see her walking like past them or they would actually see her as they walk through the halls like encounter her walking past them i don't know it's like a lot of stuff and it's very very creepy there was the the people who died in like the the dungeon and stuff like that and then also there were maids and things like that that would die there Um, there were executions that took place there there is a ghost that they call the white pantry ghost and people will see that one inside of a place that's called the inner pantry that's there in the castle and i and i guess that one is supposed to be died there in the castle and it sounds to me maybe as like caught in one of those what do you call it like a time loop where they're just reliving the thing that they did in life where they'll be there they just do the same thing over and over yeah so they'll just be there in the pantry like they're getting food out to put out you know to put out to take to like castle guests or whatever this place is known as one of the most haunted places in england and is definitely their most haunted castle. They lean into it. Like when you're looking at the website for tourism kind of stuff, they do have ghost tours that you can go on and things like that. Ghost Hunters International has been there and done investigations and stuff. And people also, they report like feeling uh, like a creeping sensation, the the cold spots, like the chills and stuff like that. They hear voices of men talking to each other where there's like nobody, you know, there's no one there, like so disembodied voices and stuff like that. Just a lot of different things like that. So any kind of ghostly activity that you could think of, it happens in this place. Wow, that's scary. It really is. Uh, I would love to go there and visit it, but as far as going into some of the more haunted areas, I guess, like, I don't know. It wouldn't really bother me so much about the 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 spirit of, like, the queen or this, maybe even not even the spirit of the child or whatever, but I wouldn't want to go down into the dungeon and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that's where your, um, where your scary mean spirits are probably going to be at. <laughs> I feel like that's where your angry spirits are going to be because like what what happy spirits going to be in the dungeon, you know what I mean? Like right, nobody yeah. happily died down there. Right. So that's kind of the thing. Like I would be a little bit worried about that because you never really know um if something's going to get attached to you and follow you home or anything like that. So that's like I, my biggest fear going to any kind of haunted location is that I'm going to bring something home. 
yeah like i i would not i would not want to do that like i would not want to bring home a um i don't know 15th century angry ghost with me i just no thank you (laughs) okay so the last one that i'm gonna talk about is uh leap castle in ireland and you was talking about how your castle was the most haunted in england this one is the most haunted castle in ireland so this castle was actually partially ruined um it did burn down at one point well it not burned down but it was burned it's obviously not going to burn all the way down at the castle but but it's located six kilometers north of the town of roscrea ireland it was built by the obanan clan in the early 13th century and it came under rule of the O'Carroll clan in the late 15th century. And this clan was super violent and deadly. And that's when the um, like bad history began with this castle. So the castle was passed down from father to son for generations with many murderers. Murderers. With many murders happening at the castle over that time. Um, and this was between enemies and family alike. Like, they just killed everybody. Oh, God. But by the mid-17th century, the castle moved to the hands of the Darby family. Um, it was owned by Jonathan Darby II and his wife, Mildred Darby. And after being passed from father to son again... For centuries now it belongs to um an irish musician named sean ryan interesting <laughs> he's the one that currently owns it him and his wife um i think he's like a don't hold me to it but i look it up i think he's like a fiddler or a violinist or something having lived long in the hands of those who swore allegiance to the british crown The castle represented turbulence and pain for many Irish locals. So as a result, the castle was burned in 1922. So that's what happened to it. That's why it's like kind of destroyed now. But one of the most haunted places on the grounds is the chapel. And it's because it's said that during the O'Carroll's rule that one of the sons killed his brother, who was a priest, to gain power while he was in the chapel giving mass. And for generations, people have reported seeing light coming from the chapel's windows at night. People also report smelling burnt rubber and seeing the spirit of the dead priest in the stairwells. I don't know how I feel about seeing, like, a priest spirit. I just feel like it's uh, almost in direct opposition to what priests believe in. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. (laughs) I mean, I guess unless they get to be in heaven some of the time and then down here some of the other time. I don't know. So at this castle, there's also said to be two spirits named Emily and Charlotte. And they're two little girls and they're often seen playing together. Um, They supposedly lived on the estate during the 1600s. Emily died at 11 after falling from the castle's battlements i'm not sure what the battlements are unless it's the um like the top of the castle where they would like shoot arrows from and stuff like that yeah i'm gonna assume that that's what that means uh but many people have reported seeing a little girl falling and then banishing before hitting the ground 
that's that got me chills <laughs> and charlotte now I'd, I'd like to hear the story on charlotte because she's been reported seen dragging a deformed leg behind her what like why does she have a leg i don't know i know like that's all the info it gave me and i'm like are you really gonna leave me with that Oh my god, the the like imagery in my mind too is like a, a deformed leg with a meat hook in it that she's just like dragging it on a chain. Yeah. Like it's my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just wonder what the story behind that is, but that's all the info it gave me. There's also uh the story of the murdered woman, and this story dates back again to the O'Carroll clan which is the ones that were really terrible and problematic uh but there was a woman who was brutally murdered by the family back in the 1500s and people report saying a terrified woman wearing very little clothing and she screams twice and then disappears into thin air and uh there is also the governess and the old man and these two apparitions are seen sporadically and usually in different instances Sometimes the governess also referred to as uh, the nanny because she's seen with Emily and Charlotte. And the old man has been reported being seen sitting in a big armchair that's in front of the fireplace in the main hall of the castle. And the last one, uh, and honestly the scariest one, is uh, the red lady. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's been seen for centuries And people say she's tall and skinny with long brown hair and she's wearing a long red dress and is always holding a dagger menacingly. And one story says a member of the O'Carroll clan, again, because they're (laughs) awful, captured the woman and raped her, leading to her becoming pregnant. And when she gave birth, one of the clan members killed the baby with a dagger and out of like despair the woman grabbed the knife and killed herself too and then there's another version of the story that says two o'carroll family members were fighting over the woman and when she tried to leave they chased her down and stabbed her to death so either way it is terrible god that is like that's rough it's not just been recently that People have said that this castle was haunted all the way back when the Darbys owned the castle. Um, Mildred also reported paranormal things happening while she lived there. While she was speaking about living in the castle, she said, There is something heavy that lies on people's beds and snores. They feel the weight of a great body pressing against them in a room in the priest's house. And she also said a monk with a tonsure and cowl walks in at one window and out another in the priest's house. While speaking of encountering a spirit in the castle at night, she said, It's illustrious eyes, which seemed half decomposed and looked incredibly foul, stared into mine. The horrible smell, which had before offended my nostrils, only a hundred times intensified, came to my face, filling me with a deadly nausea. Oh my god. So there's like obviously some very bad juju going on in this place. Yeah, absolutely. That they do like, um, I mean, if it, I'm assuming if it was easy to find the information, they probably do 
like publicly say that the place is haunted. I, I don't know how they could deny it. So, I oh yeah, they they it's admittedly haunted. Um, they don't. Uh, I don't think that they do like commercialize like ghost tours there. I think if you contact the owner though, that you can get a private a private ghost tour of the property if you want it. I gotcha. That's that's wild. I um I know that there's lots of castles and stuff in Ireland. Um, I think that there's a lot of ruined castles and stuff there too. So I don't know. That's really that's really interesting. Some of those ghosts sound very scary. Well, it sounds like they were all like the O'Carrolls, and the O'Carrolls were awful. Right. Which I don't know a whole lot about like Irish history and stuff like that. But now I kind of want to look it up because like they sound terrible. Yeah. So for my last one, we are going to be talking about a castle that is in Slovenia in Europe, and it is the Prijama Castle. And what is really interesting about this castle, and like I guess the thing that draws people to it, is that it's built inside of a cave. What inside of a cave? Yeah. So if you look at it and I'll post pictures of it and stuff, you can see the cave, like the cave system kind of like in behind it. And the castle was literally built on like the edge of the cliff and then up into like the cave. So parts of it are inside the cave and there's passages of the castle that lead into the cave system. Also a castle that doesn't look like a typical castle. It's got a, a more square shape to it because they, you know, of course had to, to do that to reinforce it um, in, you know, within this, this cave. And it's really well maintained and it's never really been like renovated or anything like that. So they keep it as much like the original work as they possibly can. Like it's, you know, like I said, like they do upkeep on it. That way it's safe for people to be inside of it and stuff like that. But it's never been like um, renovated technically. There's not even electricity inside of it. So if you go on a tour of it or something like that, you have to use flashlights and things within that, with, especially in the, the parts that are the caves. But um, but yeah, like there's not even electricity in this in this building. Wow. That's really yeah. spooky. Which I don't know. When I think of a castle, I just think of it being like lit with like fire. Yeah, yeah, because of medieval stuff. Like yeah. torches. <laughs> this uh, castle is like more than eight hundred years old, and it it says that originally the first mention of it was in twelve seventy four, but it was probably built before that during like the twelfth century. And it was called Castle Lug uh, for like a long time because a person, like a king with that name, lived there. And that's obviously why it was called that. During uh, the 15th century, Erasmus Lug was the ruler of the castle. But like it had already been through a few generations. And that name does come from Germany. So that's probably... Uh, who built the castle originally because at one point Slovenia was part of the German Empire but it's not now but then eventually for a period of time the Lugs lost it to uh, the Oberberg family and they rebuilt uh, parts that had been damaged in 1510 and then there was an earthquake the next year (laughs) that almost destroyed the castle so in 1570 
the renovations the only renovations were done to it and this was during like the renaissance period so it changed the way it looked a little bit and they built some of it in the uh middle of like the biggest cave which is what i was talking about with like the roof and stuff how you can see it from the front and that that cave is 404 foot high it's just really interesting i i definitely am posting pictures of this because i've never seen anything like that before when Erasmus Lug had control of the castle, he was kind of like a Robin Hood type figure. And he would steal from the rich and give to the poor, but he also kept a lot of stuff for himself. So he wasn't like a, a hero hero necessarily. <laughs> he wasn't so, the best, but he wasn't the worst. He's right. got to have his cut. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so, a lot of people tried to kill him, of course. There was a person who worked for him who who was paid to kill him, and they did end up, uh, one of his servants ended up killing him while he was on the toilet. So, uh, Oh, no! I know. The worst way to go! Exactly, yeah. I was, uh, I was just thinking about that yesterday like how if you die while you're on the toilet like that's all people remember about you just like elvis yeah (laughs) so when erasmus was buried his girlfriend i believe like i don't know his partner we'll just say that because I don't know if they were married or not, but she planted a lime tree on his grave. And it is believed that to this day that that lime tree still grows. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. That could just be folklore. It could be multiple lime trees that have grown there over the years. But because of that, um, Slovenia people, they do believe the lime tree to be a um, like a symbol of life and uh, like good luck and stuff like that. Honestly, that's so cute. I know. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to say it's true. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, So there was a lot of torture and execution that did take place in, in this castle. And um, there's holes in the ceiling of the entrance tower for where they would pour boiling oil onto intruders. And then um, there was a space in between the walls of the dungeon made to uh, brick people into the walls. So, like, you know, they just put them in the wall and let them die in there. They they actually have found bones inside of those walls. So it's, you know, obviously, like, you're going to have some ghosts from that. And then there was, like, a, um, a courtroom and, like, a small torture chamber in there. And a vertical cave drop so either you were tortured to death or you were dropped from this cave and like this cave drop cliff thing and killed oh my god yeah so um and the bones would always just be you know the bodies would just be left there just unsettled spirits you know (laughs) a lot of this is very game of thronesy which i guess like because that was around this time period, so it makes sense. But have you ever seen Game of Thrones? No. There is, I don't remember her name, but there's this uh, lady on there who has a castle and she's got like a big draw, like a big trap door in it where she like, where it's like over top of like a cliff or something and she throws people out of it. Oh my God. And it made me think of that. 
well that's terrifying (laughs) you know what though now that you say that I believe when I was like doing my research on this I saw an article that was called cave of thrones and I wonder if that's why I'm wondering if a lot of the uh, plots in Game of Thrones came from researching things like this. I bet. I bet it did. That's wild. So um, the caves that are part of the castle and that like are, that run underneath the castle are quartz and iron caves. And these are believed to be able to harvest lots of paranormal energy. And that's part of why they think that, like, it is so haunted there because these souls and stuff are, are kind of stored within these minerals. The The caves themselves are said to be haunted by the people who, you know, died in those torture chambers and stuff like that. And also there were people who died there during that earthquake I mentioned earlier that happened in 1511. So it's probably likely that you would have Uh, spirits from those things people hear footsteps and disembodied voices Um, again they report like feeling cold chills and things like that Um, people walking up behind them while they're uh, you know doing like their their tours and things like that of the grounds and it's also believed that Erasmus still haunts the castle as well because you know he he lived and died there he tried to protect the that castle and and things so um people do report also seeing his ghost there too i'm not really sure like how you'd know for sure that it was him because i didn't find any kind of depictions of him you know maybe he looks like a knight or something i'm not sure you just know yeah you just just have a gut feeling (laughs) oh that's him that's the guy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was a little bit difficult to find like exact accounts of the ghost things that happen here it's mostly when you're doing any kind of like research on it it, you mostly just find information about the castle and its history and stuff like that but ghost hunters international also went to this castle as well so like there is an episode of that about the the uh, spiritual activity there too but yeah, I guess really the main point is that terrible things happened there and the one semi-decent person who lived there was murdered for probably very little money that was paid to a servant to do it. And there are unsettled spirits that are trapped there because of quartz and iron. I'd love to go there, honestly. I just want to see it. Uh, yeah, I think that would be really cool. I, I don't think... Um, you can't really spend the night there, but you can go and do tours. Uh, just like I said, there's no electricity in there or anything. So I guess that's kind of probably a little bit weird. I, I guess I wouldn't want to spend the night there if there's no electricity. It'd be too cold. Yeah. Yeah. Caves and, and brick and whatever. I'm sure it is like freezing in there and probably damp. It's just such a interesting like way to build something though. Like, yeah, I think that's so so cool like to have built it inside of a cave system. I've I've really that that's very unique I think to that area. Like I just wonder like what the reason for that was. Yeah, I there's not a anything I could find that was like specific about it, but I assume when they built it, you know, probably the idea was that it would be hard during battles and things like that for someone to destroy it. 
and then also the caves offered lots of places to hide at and stuff like that too so that's probably why they chose to build it like that yeah that makes sense that definitely makes sense for the time period because mm-hmm. it wasn't like i'm building a house it was like i'm building a shelter <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah that's uh definitely a place i never would have heard about had i not been trying to research haunted castles <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not i've never heard of any of these places honestly no I, I i to be completely honest i have never thought to look into castles at all um, no me either but honestly like it makes sense that like all of them probably are haunted yeah the only one that i really knew anything about and i'll tell you too like i found this excellent list of like 15 very haunted castles and all of them sounded so cool. I had a hard time picking what I wanted to go with. And uh, the only one that was on there that I had heard about before, and I didn't pick it because I was pretty sure that we at least briefly talked about it on here in the past, was um, Vlad the Impaler's castle. That's the only one that I knew about, which would be Dracula's castle. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about it, I believe, uh, a little bit when we talked about vampires. Yeah, I thought that we did. So, but yeah, I just, I found that really cool. Of course, Chillingham, like, how could I pass that up? I wonder what goes on in Chillingham and Spookyville. <laughs> Sounds all like places that I wish I lived. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I could ever uh, figure out how to do landscaping and stuff I would want my my yard to look like um, Halloween Town or something like that that name sounds like a place that they would go to like on Scooby-Doo yes it does I'm just gonna get a big yard sign that says Chillingham Chillingham Spookyville <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to put it over my gate. But I don't want it to be like, you know, I'm more of that wholesome, uh, creepy kind of decor person. Like, I don't want it to be scary. I want it to be cute. So I'll have to put like a a cutesy blushing ghost on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how I am with Halloween, too. I don't do like the scary, gory stuff. I do like the cutesy little bats and pumpkins and ghosts and stuff. Yeah, that's what I like. I like the wholesome stuff. I like the the vintage um, pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and things like that. And like little dancing skeletons. Yes. Yeah, that's what I like. So uh, that's definitely what I would want to make the make make the yard look like as well just but <laughs> all the time you know like all year round that's... well I think that about wraps everything up for our episode today um I really enjoyed looking into these haunted castles and stuff it's just like like we were saying it's just not really something I had thought about before and uh it, they are places I would like to visit at some point but that is definitely in the far future for me I think because that requires like uh plane trips or boat trips or something (laughs) yeah that's all places that i'd like to visit eventually anyway i don't have those kind of funds right now (laughs) no no not me not me either um hopefully someday it'll it'll be possible to do but uh (laughs) not right now 
we hope that all of you enjoyed hearing about these haunted castles. If you've ever been to any of these places or know anybody who's been to any of these places, or maybe you've been to one we haven't talked about, um, we'd love to hear your stories. If you encountered any kind of ghosts or anything like that when you were there, um, you know, we, we definitely want to hear about that. Um, I believe our next episode too, we are going to be talking about UFOs. If I, I don't think I said that earlier. Um, even if I did, okay, here it is again. Uh, <laughs> that was like an hour ago. We're going to be talking about UFOs though. So if you have any UFO stories, we definitely want to hear those and we will include them in that episode. If you get them to us in time, <laughs> I actually, no, I'm lying. We won't include those in that episode. It'll already be recorded. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we no. already lied. Well, I don't know. Maybe. So, the episode will be recorded, but we could potentially go back and add them in if somebody sends us something that's really good. <laughs> you have to make sure to send something in really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we definitely always want to hear your UFO stories, your ghost stories, your cryptid stories, whatever it is. We want to hear from you, Mothlings, because we love you all, and we're always uh, talking out loud to you about different things that we find interesting, but we want to know things that you find interesting. (laughs) If you have anything that you would like to send to us, you can send us your stories to themidnightmothpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at the Midnight Moth Podcast. And you can find Molly over on her Instagram account. Yeah, you guys can find me at TMM underscore co-ghost. And as always, I love to hear from you guys and I love getting your messages. I'm not super duper active on Instagram, but I am always like lurking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always around and I will reply to you if you send me anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Uh my the social accounts have been less active. Um I'm going to try to uh post a little bit more often. I've just had like a little bit of a shift in things that are going on and a shift in my own personal values and things like that. So it's it ends up at the bottom of my list a lot of the time of making social media posts, but I'm trying to find things that people enjoy seeing and things that people will engage with more and stuff like that. So I will be on there talking about different holidays, paranormal related holidays that are coming up um, and all that kind of stuff. And Midnight Moth is also working on some things for you all. And I hope that we have some extra content to talk to you all about in the future but we're not ready to do that yet so i'm not going to say any more than that but we are working on some stuff just so you know (laughs) (laughs) cooking up some ideas (laughs) what did you say as a top secret yes top secret ideas that are on the the that are in the pie crust We do um, appreciate you all so much. We thank you all so much for listening. As always, if you have anybody in your life who would like to uh, listen to the kind of things that we talk about, you would be awesome if you would share this with them and help us grow our audience. And wherever you're listening at as well, if you could give us a rating and a review, that would be awesome. That helps other people find us. 
Um, the more ratings we have, the more we show up in searches and things like that. So that would be great as well. But for those of you who are here and who have been here, we appreciate you so much. If you're a first-time listener, we also appreciate you as well. And we hope that you will uh, continue to listen because things are only going to continue to improve and get better. We will actually be here next week with another episode. It's been a while since I've gotten to say that. I'm very excited to be saying it now. (laughs) Yeah, we're finally back to every week. (laughs) Yay! Yay! We're going to be popping up in your news feed every week with some kind of weird paranormal story that may give you something cool to talk about, or maybe it will ruin your day. I don't know, because sometimes yeah. stuff is a little bit dark, you know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we will be back here next week with a new episode. So until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you.